Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode or I guess another live stream of our very good show Logistics with Purpose. It's a pleasure to be here with everyone. My name is Enrique Alvarez with Vector Global and I have an, an incredible guest today and I'm delighted to be joined by my super co-host Christy. Christy, how are you doing today? Hi, Enrique. I'm good. I'm excited to be here because and yet again, we get to have another incredible conversation with somebody that we can learn from and be inspired by. So I know you and I just really enjoy getting to hear more about what people are up to and how they're solving big problems. It's super exciting. I think it's one of the best parts of my week, right? It's always fun to kind of talk to very interesting individuals, people that are truly changing the world and people that are just doing amazing things. It's inspirational and it's exciting and it's great. And for everyone that just noticed, I broke my clavicle. So I'll be a little bit slower today with uh, with clicking the comments in. But how's your week going, Christy? It's going really well. If we can ever get rid of this rain in Atlanta, then I'm ready yeah. for sunshiny skies for sure. But raining like crazy. You're absolutely right. Well, with that said, again, amazing guests. Christy, why don't you introduce us to Yes. So today we're excited to have Jody Allison, who is Vice President of Global Giving at MAP International. And we've had MAP on before and we've had Steve Sterling um, of MAP on before. But Jody is new to us. And so we're excited to learn more about her and more about MAP through her eyes and really thrilled to talk about their upcoming Bill Fage Global Health Awards, which we're excited to participate in and learn more about as well. Yes, great event. And she was just telling us before we joined the live stream of all the different um, galas that they've had in the past. And they sound amazing, incredible, like great, yeah. very relevant, very timely. And of course, it's a great organization. So it, it's uh, it's our pleasure to be yeah. supporting in any way we can. And of course, throughout this live stream, we're going to be pushing the very, very uh, clear message that let's just help them, help MAP, yeah. help other organizations. Let's continue helping the world. I think we need it, especially now with the pandemic and whatever the new Delta variance is coming along. So uh, let's yeah. just keep pushing. I think it's been a long couple of years, but, but we should be okay if we work together. Yep. And if ever there was a time to recognize healthcare and the strides we've made and celebrate the people working in that field, then the time is now and MAP is certainly leading the way. Absolutely. And with that said, let me just introduce, uh, well, not introduce, let me just thank some of our People that are joining, Peter, as always, thank oh. you very much for being here. Uh, it's great to see you. The team at Supply Chain Now, I mean, guys, we wouldn't be able to do any of this uh, without your help. Ali, Clay, Scott, who's actually sending a text as well, Amanda, everyone else. Rhonda, welcome as well. And I'll continue to read some of these comments as we as we have our, our conversation with Jody. But without further ado, let's just uh, introduce Jody to our audience. Yeah, welcome, Jody. Now with the proper source, yes. Yes, the anticipation we, was killing us. We, we shouldn't allow it just to show up like that. We needed the swoosh first. I, 
I'm a multiple swish girl. Yes. It was like three times. I got the well, triple swish. So I'm thrilled to be here with the triple swish. That might be a record for you guys. It is a record, but it's a pleasure having you here. How are you doing today, Jody? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm so grateful to be part of this and to have the opportunity to speak to both of you. So thanks. And I see a bunch of people in, in the little comment section. So wow, we already have a great gang of of people attending, which is so wonderful. I love it. It's it's great. And there's such a such a great community. Supply Chain Now has done a great job in just bringing people together. And then you'll see it's actually pretty international as well. So we have mm. Musawir and Bashar, who's also a regular, and some others that will continue to talk to. If for uh, By the way, if you're new to this live stream, please, we love all the comments and questions for our guests. So please, Keep sending them. And uh, Jody, before we dive into MAP, which is an amazing organization, and then also the big gala, I mean, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you and and your upbringing and who are you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. <laughs> wow, we're in therapy now, right? Yes. So be careful. <laughs> the tears can start flowing. So I have been at MAP International for 22 years now. So quite a long time. I literally started when I was 23. So I've, I've grown up at MAP, which has been such a gift to me personally. And uh, just being part of such a fantastic organization. I, I still love what I do every single day, even after 22 years. So I grew up where you guys are located. I grew up in the Atlanta area. I now live in Tampa, Florida. So I work remotely. MAP International is actually located. Our main kind of distribution center is located in Brunswick, Georgia, near the Golden Isles. Many of you have probably come and visited St. Simons or Jekyll or Cumberland Islands. So we're right there located in Brunswick, Georgia. We have a lot of people that come and visit us during the winter because we are, you know, very, very friendly when it comes to weather. And I am now in Tampa and love it there. And MAP also has an office in Atlanta. So that could be a, another spot where we could meet up with you guys in person. Best of case is in Atlanta. We have an office there too. It's just such a pleasure to be here. So thanks again for having me. I'm excited about talking to you about MAP in this event and getting to know you guys better as well. So be careful. I've got questions for you guys too. We're I'm ready. The table. We're ready. And that's You're perfectly ready. fine. It's fair. Well, tell us a little bit for, for people that might not know uh, what MAP is. I mean, what, what is MAP? And, and what can tell us a little bit more about them in a, in a very general sense? And then a little bit more about just you in relation to the, your role with MAP throughout those amazing 22 years. 22 years, it's crazy. So MAP is a Christian organization. We provide medicines and health supplies to people in need all around the world. And our goal is that we wanna make people healthy so they can experience life to the fullest. We serve all people. I mentioned earlier, we we're a Christian organization. We were founded as a Christian organization, but we serve all people regardless of religion and gender and race and ethnicity and nationality orientation. We serve everyone. So we're very passionate about making sure that we can help as many people as possible. We are laser focused in what we do. We really focus just on medicines and health supplies. So there's other organizations that do really amazing things with housing or school supplies or even clean water. Uh, while we may have some elements of those things in some of the partners that we work with or in our disaster relief efforts, for the most part, we're kind of 
laser focused just on medicines and health supplies. And we get those medicines and health supplies primarily through the pharmaceutical and health industry here in the U.S., and um, in Europe primarily. So those products are donated to us. Those are called gifts in kind, GIK. So we get a lot of GIK of these medicines and health supplies. And when I say a lot, it is you know well over half a billion dollars a year. And that's in WAC value, which is about half of the average wholesale price, which is way cheaper, of course, than retail value. So yeah. it fills up a lot of space, our medicines and health supplies. And we serve, again, kind of all people, but in a lot of different ways. We do it through U.S. physicians that travel on medical mission trips to help people in the developing world. And then we also do it through partners that are on the ground that have holistic programs. And we kind of feed into their holistic programs with our medicines and health supplies. So we might ship a 40-foot or 20-foot sea container to them. There's a lot of logistics, as you can imagine, that are involved in the work that we do. Uh, last year, we sent to 86 different countries. I think that's even going to be higher this coming fiscal year when it comes to an end. Wow. Because of the pandemic, we've sent to a lot of places that we traditionally don't send to. But the pandemic has just opened up so many hard opportunities, especially around PPE, just to make sure that we can fulfill the needs of people who um, are struggling with any type of health condition, but especially COVID-19 in the past year, especially. So okay. that's what MAP does. I can tell you just a couple yeah. of things about what I do. So my title, as you said earlier, is Vice President of Global Giving. And what that means is kind of very simplistically, we have a team of people that bring in resources to MAP, and then we have a team of people that gets the resources out. And those are your kind of people. These are the supply chain people that help right. Medicines to the people that we need that need them. And then my team helps bring in the medicines and health supplies and some of the funding that that allows MAP to keep its doors open and keep keep the lights on, so to speak. So we work directly with the pharmaceutical industry. We work with large major individual donors. We work with foundations and corporations and churches and all kinds of different outlets to make sure that we can fund the organization, both with large amounts of product and then also the finances that we need. So I kind of lead that team. I also work on the corporate side. And this team is just it, the, the staff members at MAP. I just can't speak about them enough. Their dedication, their passion. Everyone could be working elsewhere, making more money and getting more accolades and living kind of a better lifestyle than probably what they're afford to, affording to live working at a nonprofit. But people have this passion to be able to serve people around the world. We call ourselves the servants of the servants. And we are that. We really live into that every day where we're just passionate about helping people. And so the, the fact that you could make more money doing something else kind of goes away when you have a strong passion for what you do. And certainly all of the staff members at MAP live into that every single day. And especially during the pandemic where we had people, you know, coming in weekends, nights, working extra hours to just try to meet the demand for especially PPE, but also medicines and health supplies around the world during this time. MAP is certainly missing the mark if they don't have a video of you on their careers page. Because <laughs> you were an incredible evangelist. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, I love also when I was reading through and kind of 
soaking in more of what you guys do because there's so much to it, as you mentioned. I love the tagline of medicine for the world. So let's also talk about, you kind of talked about what you do and how you do it, but let's also discuss the need for it. So Mm. why is MAP important and unique and, and what makes it so critical. We obviously everybody kind of understands a little bit more now that we're living through a pandemic and all in similar Mm. situations, but just in general, you've had such a storied history. So what, what is unique and um, what is the need? Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. And I think, especially as you said, right now, we've never been more interconnected probably in the history of mankind, certainly not in the last hundred plus years related to health than we are right now. I think often in the developed world, we think, oh, there's all these weird, rare diseases and neglected tropical diseases and these strange things that happen in the developing world. I know sometimes when I talk about the fact that we work with leprosy at MAP, people say leprosy still exists. Like what? What is that? I, I thought that went away, you know, in biblical times. And no, it's an it's an ongoing issue in many parts of the developing world. But we kind of feel like because we have such great healthcare here in the U.S., relatively speaking, and also in Western Europe and in more developed nations, that we're immune to some of these crises. And it's proven now with COVID-19 that we are not. We are absolutely all in this together in a way that we've probably never felt before, at least in my lifetime. So the facts are this. There's two billion people who live without access to medicines that they desperately need every single day of their life. And that's across the board to children and elderly and people that need ongoing care for chronic conditions like heart disease or diabetes and basic, basic medicines like penicillin and amoxicillin, things that are just incredibly basic that they do not have. And I think for me personally, I know a lot of us kind of think about kids. And um, for those of us that have kids or you're close with children, nieces, nephews, whatever it may be, you think, you know, your child starts coughing and you think, okay, let me give them some, you know, cold medicine. And then that cough may turn into pneumonia. And so you take them to the doctor and they do a chest x-ray and they give you some antibiotics. And, you know, most of the time your child's perfectly fine. Same with ear infections really basic uh, conditions, strep throats, another really big one. Right. And that's not the way it is in the developing world. I mean, there are millions of children that die every year from absolutely easily preventable illnesses that aren't treated because they don't have access to medicine. Wow. So we're really called at MAP to try to reach as many people as possible. We have some numbers of people that we've reached over the years, certainly in our 67 years of being around at MAP, We've treated billions of people throughout the world. And it just, it's incredible. It's wonderful to be able to work in a place that does this, but also it's a drop in the bucket of what we're able to kind of the effect that we're able to have every year. And the more resources that we can get, obviously, the more people we can treat. And so that's what we're, that's what we do. This is what we live for, is to try to find ways that we can help more and more people to live healthier lives because without health, your food security or your clean water or your shelter isn't important because if you are sick or your child is sick, then it affects every other area of your life. And for us to live in a world where 
children under five, I think it's 25,000 children a day wow. under five are dying from preventable illnesses. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it, it's staggering. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. It's heartbreaking. And it's, it's really something that's easily preventable with very inexpensive medicine. I mean, you know, antibiotics, a whole Th treatment. That we have in abundance here yeah. in the U.S. And we get and for free countries. when we get right. absolute right. abundance. It's, there's no, there's no shortage. There's nothing. It's just a matter of like really being aware of what's happening in other parts of the world and just helping and helping those people out. Absolutely. Jody, let me, let me interrupt, interrupt you for a second because I have so many sure. comments that I'm going to start missing uh, most of them. But Charles, thank you so much. He loves your message and efforts on helping humans. Yeah. Charles. Uh, Rajesh, great. Good to hear about MAP services. Monica here. It's great to listen to you talk with such passion. And, and I will have to kind of <laughs> double on that comment because, yeah, it's just it's great. I mean, you're really, people can really feel and understand what's going on and the kind of passion that you and everyone else at MAP has to, mm -hmm. to help people around the world. So, so thank you. Thank you for what you guys do. And please pass our, all the thank you comments to all your team as well. I will. We are passionate folks. I mean, we really are, but there's a reason for that passion. And it's really those 2 billion people every year who don't have access to medicine that really, I mean, we should all be passionate about that. I mean, hopefully everyone that's listening today has a passion and it's something that's as worthwhile as helping people to live lives where they can then fulfill what's in store for them, what they're called to do. And I, we, we are a, a group that loves some passion. It's actually part of our core at MAP. We have core values and this is one of our core values is passion. So we, we aren't short on that. <laughs> that's not... You, and People can tell, and and I think uh, I again I cannot uh, stress this enough. If you guys have not heard of Map or you don't are not too familiar with it, just go online. Like they're an amazing organization. They need all our support, and I think they're doing amazing things. Scott Luton says health is a new wealth for sure. Staggering statistics. I have a question for really you, is. Jody. I actually have many questions for you, but one that comes <laughs> from the audience. So I'll uh, I'll actually ask you that one first. Mm -hmm. Who funds MAP is the question. Yeah, Good it's question. a really great question. So we get funding from lots of different sources. So corporations fund us. Um, certainly all the products that we mentioned earlier come from corporations, uh, but they also, many of them are very generous with cash funding too. Uh, we get funding from other nonprofits. So our partner nonprofits that use our medicines, they help donate money to MAP to help us run the organization. We have unbelievably generous individual donors. So these are people, some of which give us, you know, $20 a month, all the way up to our larger donors that wow. give significant amounts. Yes. I mean, it's, it, we have such incredible, rich stories of people that, sacrificially give to us, uh, maybe someone who's elderly that just wants to help others and they give us $10 a month, but that comes from the heart because they really don't have it. I mean, they're giving out of a strong desire to help people, even if they have to make a sacrifice. And I don't mean like they're sacrificing their Starbucks. I mean, they're really <laughs> making a true sacrifice to be able to give money away to a nonprofit. And we take that so seriously. We look at every single dollar that comes into MAP from wherever it might come from 
as a gift. And we want to make sure that that gift is used and stewarded in the best way possible. So we have, you know, we kind of have an efficiency rating of around 98%, which means that about 98% of the the funding that comes into MAP is used for programs and not Mm -hmm. overhead. Uh, That shifts every year, but we're always somewhere in those high 90s as far as uh, the way that the funding that comes into MAP through all these various channels is used. And we want it to be used to help people in need. We don't want it to be, right. we don't, we, Steve will tell you if Steve Sterling, our CEO was here right now, we do not have high salaries. <laughs> Steve salary. is a great, great person too. We've had the opportunity to to talk to him and meet meet with him. He's and there's actually the an interview with him on supply chain mm. now that I, again, I encourage people to go and, and check out because he's, you're right. He's a, and his story is unbelievable as yeah. well. So I, we, we miss the him. We'll actually have him story. later. Yeah. Really yeah, cool story. He has a really, really great story to your point. And you mentioned earlier that people can, can go online. We're at map.org. So it's super easy. MAP.org. Very easy to find us. And you can actually click and, and read Steve's story. And he has this unbelievable testimony. He actually came to MAP because he is a polio survivor. Uh, right. Steve walks on crutches and is a survivor of polio and has obviously lived with this for his entire life. And so he has a story that really showcases the power of medicines and health supplies. I mean, he tells, talks about how for the 30 cent dose of vaccine, he, it would have changed his life forever. Right. But that's right. not like knowing map um, probably, or absolutely. absolutely. And, and it's changing, but it's changing everyone. It's changing a lot of people's life right now. And I have another question mm-hmm. from, uh, sure. But Cash, uh, do you have to discuss over a use of latest MHEs, which are the main asset during operation? I know if you're familiar, we'll get back to Pakash on that. Yeah, MHEs. I'm going to need help on that. I, I had no idea. So that's why I passed it um, to you. You're the expert. <laughs> you're you're Cash, clearly smarter to, than me. And I'm, I'm totally all. good with that. No, I like uh, being the dumbest person in the room. It happens we, to me all the time. We will, we, will, we will table this one. We'll give him an answer afterwards. But yes. uh, I do have one uh, myself, uh, Jody. And thank you once mm-hmm. again for doing this. This is fantastic. And we're getting tons of questions. Uh, you'll see them afterwards. What additional challenges have you actually faced mm. during the pandemic? Because I know that, and one thing that really captures my attention is like how it seems to me almost like a race against the expiration date on some of these medicines, oh. right? Because yes. for me, coming from logistics and maybe some of the folks out there that are also coming from logistics, tell us a bit more about what the problem is with the expiration dates and then also what impacts did the pandemic have on, on you guys and how do you how do you resolve it? Yeah, the you nailed it. The expiration dating is our largest challenge at MAP. So the majority of products that we manage at MAP, even things that maybe you wouldn't expect, even these PPEs that are coming in, face masks, gowns, many of them, in fact, most of them have expiration dating on them. So we have to have logistics like no other because of these expiration dates and we have to have them in country And there's rules and regulations and every single country is different on how much dating has to be on the product by the time it arrives. But you certainly have to have enough where it can arrive, be distributed to the people that need it, and then be consumed or worn or processed internally or externally prior to the expiration date. 
So there is a race against time. The drum is beating for us every single day when it comes to expiration dating. So it's a really important piece of the work that we do and how it kind of segues with logistics is because we have to get these medicines and supplies there and we have to get them there quickly. And so it's a race against time, but also kind of a race against um, health. I mean, right now, if someone does not have PPE and they need to see a patient, if a, if a healthcare worker needs to see a patient, and they don't have PPE. I mean, they're at super high risk of contracting COVID. And in most developing countries, there still is no vaccine there for them. I mean, it's kind of hard for us to imagine right. because in the U.S. and in the developed world, most people who want the vaccine can get it. Mm-hmm. And that is definitely not the case right now. So it is um, a really big part of what we do. And part of it is the reason why companies donate products to us oftentimes is because it's starting to diminish in dating. We do not accept expired products. We do not accept. You would never, ever ship anything that's expired, anything that wouldn't be safe, anything that it's even close to. I mean, you guys are staying way, way. uh, We have very high standards when it comes to the products that we distribute and that we use internationally. And certainly 100% correct in what you said. We do not distribute expired medicines. And we have to be careful even about the expiration dating that comes in because we ship all of these internationally. On MAP, 99% of the work that we do is internationally. We do have a domestic medicines program that's smaller. Uh, So most of the work that we do is international. And you're right, like the expiration dating is a real challenge. And during the pandemic, I would say the biggest challenge that we had was just the amount of work increased so drastically for us. We have all of our regular work because that doesn't go away. And then you have the complications of COVID-19 on top of it. So you have this need for incredibly large amounts of PPE which we used to be able to get for pennies, literally less than a dollar for, you know, a lot of the PPE that we were sourcing. And all of a sudden we had quotes, you know, at $15 or $8 for a box of gloves that we used to be able to get for two. So the, the sourcing of PPE was so challenging and trying to vet and find really highly qualified PPE vendors was another challenge because there were a lot of scam artists out there, sadly, that were not creating good, high quality PPE, but were just trying to make a quick buck. And we've heard horror stories from other nonprofits. Luckily, MAP was not one of them where they either paid for PPE that never showed up and right. they couldn't get their money back. And they or they got the PPE and it was such low quality that they couldn't use it. It was definitely a challenging year for that oh, particular reason. And yes. us as a logistics company, we saw it firsthand. And it was mm. I, I've never seen anything that corrupt in my life. It was it was horrible. It was uh, it broker steals. after broker after broker. It was yes. just people ripping each other off. It was definitely pri- there were tons of price. Um, gauging it oh. was it was pretty bad you're right it was it was a tough times to actually try to get reliable products that would save people's lives uh so yeah it really was incredibly challenging and i just think like who tries to rip off nonprofits and who tries yep. in the middle of a pandemic to provide such a low quality ppe that it's pointless there's no reason to even have it during a global pandemic with the um, you know, contagious rate of yep. COVID-19. It was just unbelievable to me. But there are people, sadly, like that out there. We were able to navigate through that. 
but certainly finding PPE was really hard. And of course the need for it was huge. So we already had some in our facility, which was wonderful. We were able to get product to Wuhan actually. So we were sending you know, millions of PPE to Wuhan right when this outbreak happened when none of us knew what it was gonna turn into. So if you could rewind your brain back to when we were watching news stories in Wuhan and we were all thinking, oh, this is heartbreaking for the people that live there. And never in a million years thought that it was going to turn into what it turned into. So what we did is we said, hey, we help people and we want to partner with people to help in Wuhan. So we sent a lot of PPE to China in the early days. And it left us, we, we don't regret that at all, but it did leave us less once it started making its way to the U.S. And we had people, partners here in the U.S. who needed it. We had staff members at that point, you know, who needed it, who were wearing masks in the office and, and needed it and couldn't find it elsewhere during that time. But it, it's really about um, finding the right products and sourcing them, of course, for as low of cost as you can, being a nonprofit, right. but still having that high quality. So that was a real challenge. And then I think just trying to find that balance, you had people, all of us, you know, people were working from home. We had just hero, staff heroes who were coming into our distribution center to be able to work together, wearing masks, sometimes wearing other PPE to be able to get the medicines and health supplies out and other PPE out. But we, you know, had a lot of people working from home. So I think for all of us, we can relate to having to shift and work from your home. And all of a sudden you see people's little kid faces popping into your meetings and dogs barking and, you know, smoke alarms going off, all the kind of funny things that happen when you transition to a work from home environment. So like everybody, we pivoted to do that, but it was, it was challenging and there was some staff exhaustion. I mean, we were working really long hours, even longer than normal to try to keep up with the work. Right. Um, App has one large distribution center during this time of COVID, we've added three more um, because we just, we outgrew our space with the need for PPE uh, being so strong and us having the desire to help as many people as possible. We literally outgrew our space. And so we've had to find, be really nimble and resourceful and find um, small distribution centers and big distribution centers. And, and one of them at one point in South Georgia, remember, um, had no air conditioning. So we couldn't store medicines there, but we could store some of the PPE items, but we had to work to like get air conditioning in this storage facility, um, this, you know, warehouse so that we could find a place to store uh, PPE and we didn't have to turn anything down. I mean, we really- Jody, I will have to stop you a little bit again uh, because I have so many comments also from the audience. <laughs> I mean, you're doing a great job. Everyone's it. actually trying I to ask you questions. Jose Montoya, thank you very much. Welcome, uh, Nurfad Nadarevich. And I, I probably did not uh, pronounce your name correctly, but thank you once again. Thank you for for uh, for being here as well. He actually wrote a couple of things in French uh, that uh, Charles uh, as well. Charles actually has another question that I believe it's interesting for you. Um, he says, "Does Map integrate with blockchain technology?" So Charles, let me just tell you, I've sat into some blockchain um, <laughs> lessons. It's beyond me. I, I can't figure it out. <laughs> I'm just being real with you, Charles. We would love to do more with blockchain. I see the benefit of right. it, especially for an organization like MAP. We need help. 
So um, Charles helped. Maybe us. Charles, maybe Charles can help us <laughs> yes, with that. Charles, if you know a bit more you. about that, send us an email. <laughs> contact Supply Chain Now. We can probably uh, definitely get some help there. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Lakshmi, thank you so much again uh, as well for joining. Lakshmi also has a very interesting question, and just in general, and uh, you have such a such a rich career and very successful mm -hmm. career. What are the five major strategies for having an agile supply chain? Uh, is what Lakshmi was at wondering. So Lakshmi, I think more than anything, and I hope you guys agree with me, it's relationship building. You have to have partners at every single solitary part of the supply chain that you trust. Trust is absolutely foundational. You have to right. have trust. If you don't have that, you're done. So I think that would probably be number one. Like you, you have to have that trust. Yeah. That could be one, two and three, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It might be one through one through three. Exactly. So the trust is just vital, but then also I think developing those relationships and the partnerships in a deeper way. One advantage, there's some disadvantages of being 67 years old as an organization, but one of the advantages is certainly that we have relationships within the supply chain that are, you know, 50 plus years old. And those relationships are just key to our success. And then I think in general, flexibility, I think we all learned above all else last year, flexibility is vital. You have to be able to pivot constantly, change, look at, think outside the box, look at things that you've never thought of before. Um, when we were out growing our facility, we had to say, okay, what can we do? We live in a small town or MAP is located, our distribution center in a, in a relatively small town, Brunswick, Georgia. There's not tons of space everywhere. So you have to be resourceful. You have to be able to be flexible. You have to go find ways to make things happen. And that's key, I think, for all of us in supply chain is when something's presented to you is how can you think outside the box to make this work? How can we always say yes, but the way to do it efficiently and appropriately and effectively? And so constantly thinking in that kind of mindset is really will drive success. Right. Well mm -hmm. said. And Christy, I know you're dying to to ask a couple of questions as <laughs> yes, well. So well. You have to look. You can, you have you can raise, your, raise your hand. There's you can do this all day. <laughs> well, and I, yes, I have some questions too, but I also wanted to, you've mentioned partners a couple of times and Jose had mm -hmm. also asked the question if you partner with other Christian organizations. I know you've mentioned industries that you work with, but I don't know if there are other specific organizations that you partner with Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Yes. So we definitely partner with other Christian organizations. We also partner with other secular organizations. Um, anyone that has really good on the ground field programs. So Food for the Poor, which is a really well-known organization that you guys may have heard of. World Vision is another one that had probably over 50 years of a relationship with them. Um, we work with another nonprofit called Project Hope, which you guys might have heard of, Christian Aid Ministries, which is this incredible organization that's out of Ohio primarily, and they also have offices in Pennsylvania, just wonderful organizations that we've gone and vetted over the years. We've built that trust that we talked about was so important. And then we've been able to find ways to partner with them to meet their medicine and supply needs while they're meeting the holistic needs of entire communities. I mean, when you go and visit, it just takes your breath away of what they're doing, whether they're running orphanages or homes for troubled teens, or they're working in, you know, big hospitals or smaller clinics or outposts in the middle of nowhere. 
and they're working hard to provide health needs for people that would never, ever be served otherwise. And so it's real. we have mobile clinics that we've supported over the years that are on canoes. So they're canoe mobile clinics in Indonesia that go to the most remote islands and they literally have a clinic on a canoe. And I know wow. it was like they were stuck there for a month because, oh my God. <laughs> you know, the water changed and it was like, you can't leave. You've got to be here for a month. And until the water changes and you're able to get back out in your canoe and, you know, paddle to the next island. It's incredible what people do and the links that they go to to provide health services with MAP Medicines. So we're part of that process. So partnership for us is absolutely key and, and it's just vital to what we do every day. That's amazing. And you, you mentioned that you've been around for over six decades, which is says a lot about um, your organization just in that fact. And you've, of course, demonstrated or told us a lot about the need. The statistics are staggering. But let's talk about a couple of the wins. So if you want to share some specific stats and stories just on the what you guys have been able to accomplish over the past six decades. Yeah, I think for sure the biggest thing, if you ask any staff member at MAP, you know, what is the, what's the biggest win? We would always say it's the lives of the people that we've been able to touch. It's the healing that's taken place from children up to, you know, elderly adults that we've been able to be a part of. Um, the people are the important part for us. It's all about how can we serve more and more and more people. And the money is a way to get to that. Events are a way to get to that. Getting donations of gifts and kind from the pharma and health industry is a way to get to that. But it's really about how do we serve as many people as possible. I have all kinds of you know personal stories of where I've been able to physically see people and serve them and touch their lives through the work that MAP does. Um, but of course, I've been involved in so many amazing stories, whether it's through our rare disease program, MAP has a very active rare disease program where you're just, you're providing medicines that are absolutely critical to someone who has a very rare disease. And if they don't get that medicine, they will die. And these programs that we have are so important because you get to see it in the life of one person or two people that may, you know, be in a family. We have a wonderful story of a, of, of a two sisters actually that live in Guatemala in very impoverished conditions. And they have a rare disease, which would have rendered them um, completely paralyzed and eventually killed them if they didn't get this one medicine that is an expensive medicine and not available at all in Guatemala. And we've been providing this medicine through Bausch Health, which is um, prior to that, Merck owned the product and they provided it to this these two sisters. And then it, it's kind of moved through uh, to different companies. Now it's owned by Bausch Health. So Bausch Health has said, you know, we want to we want to do this and we want to do it for free for a family that would never be able to afford it. And so these two girls are living incredible lives. I mean, their father reached out to me recently and actually one of them is walking now. She's never walked before in her life and she's able to walk now. The other one is still still in a wheelchair, but she can move the wheelchair on her own. And these are just two people that our medicines and the work that we do has been able to affect. But think about the trickle down effect. It's their family, it's their community, it's their everyone around them gets to see these girls thrive in their life. And if without the medicine, it never would have happened. So as a, as a father, you can't really thank 
people enough yeah. or something like that, right? There's just no words to describe how much do you have changed positively their lives and their Absolutely. Yeah, their lives in general, right? So that's that's really great. It's those stories. It's kind of the power of one multiplied by billions that we've served in the 67 years and the 2 billion people every year that are in need. It's It all kind of trickles down to that person, that one that you're helping and how their lives then can affect other lives. And without that, I mean, that's what that's why we're doing it. Without those medicines, they wouldn't have those opportunities that they have now that they're healthy and strong. Well, let's we've you've done it. You're an amazing ambassador for MAP. So thank you for catching <laughs> us all up and answering um, these questions for us. But I know there is another purpose that we're here today. And uh, Enrique yes. had a question about the other reason we're here today, besides just discussing MAP in general, which we're obviously big fans of. Well, thank you very much for letting me ask, uh, ask the question. I thought you were just going to go right to it. You're <laughs> so it. No, it's fine. Uh, you can keep going if you want. But uh, so, yes, we're here to celebrate uh, a big event that's coming up. And this is something that you guys do almost every year, uh, except of last year for obvious mm -hmm. reasons. But Vector is incredibly proud to actually sponsor it. And one of the things I want to do throughout this live stream is hopefully – uh, raising up awareness so that other people would join other organizations and companies like ours could actually join and help you because I believe it's what you're doing is very important. So tell us a bit more about the, the global health awards that you have coming up. Sure. So we have the Bill Fagey Global Health Awards. This is our fourth year doing it. Uh, Enrique said last year we had a an altered version because unfortunately due to COVID, we weren't able to get together. But this year we will be. So it's September 23rd in Atlanta at the Delta Flight Museum, which you have, if you've never been to the Delta Flight Museum, it is such a fun place to host yeah. an event. There's like, you know, airplanes hanging off the ceiling and there's like a history of flight and you actually get to walk through the museum. It's fully open so that you can see everything while you, you know, kind of go about with a, a drink and a, and an hors d'oeuvre and kind of roam around. Um, it's, it's a fantastic event. The honorees that we have this year are really wonderful. Um, you can learn more about it on our website at map.org. There's a whole section that's called the Bill Fagey Global Health Awards. You'll see it on there. It's kind of on the top right. And you can click on that and learn about the sponsorships. There's also individual tickets. You can sponsor a table without actually attending if you live outside the Atlanta area. If you actually kind of donate the seats that the tables represent, we get those to people who uh, may not be able to afford a ticket. And so we have all kinds of great people that come to the event uh, with tickets that are from a sponsorship. Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, again, may not be able to afford it on their own, but really add great value to the event. So it's a wonderful opportunity to get together and honor some spectacular people. I can go into that if you guys want me to now. Plus, um, get to meet the three of us. So, I mean, what better? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot yes. of great things going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yes, in person. <laughs> and we yes. love to meet everybody. I mean, that's reason enough to come to the event, right? Absolutely. To be in the same room with the three of us. <laughs> yes. But you have an incredible Tickets list are being of, sold up right yes. now by no, the we dozens. We banner. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you have an incredible list of people that you're recognizing. So tell us more. Uh, some of them, obviously, names will be recognizable, but tell us about who they are and why you chose them. 
Absolutely. So these awards are actually named after Bill Fagey. And if you guys do not know who Bill Fagey is, he's worth a Google. Um, he's actually credited for being the man who's saved more people than anyone else in existence because he helped with the eradication of smallpox. So mm -hmm. smallpox before it was, it's actually the only infectious disease that's been completely eradicated. And Bill Fagey played a huge part of that in that he is an epidemiologist and a physician. Um, so smallpox killed hundreds of millions of people. So through his work, he's obviously been able to save hundreds of millions of lives uh, by finding and making sure that the smallpox vaccine could be distributed everywhere, not just in developed countries, but really around the world. Yeah want to feel kind of bad about your own accomplishments and where you're at in life, um, read about him. He's the head of the CDC. He's an advisor for the Gates Foundation. He's actually one of the personal heroes of Bill Gates. Um, he co-founded the Task Force for Global Health, which is responsible for saving many hundreds of millions of lives every year. He was the executive director of the Carter Center. He's received the Presidential Medal of Freedom. I mean, it just keeps going on and on. He's a an amazing, accomplished individual. And I've had the privilege of being around him and he's in his eighties now, and he's a humble and curious man, still doing really big, amazing things, even, you know, at this stage of his career. And so he, these awards are named after him. He will be there. Uh, he was uncomfortable actually with having an award named after him. And it took his wife to actually push him to allow us to uh, the honor of using his name for these awards. So he's part of all four who will be now in our fourth year, a uh, part of this, this, um, this event. So he'll be there. You'll get to meet him as well. I mean, you know, maybe not as cool as the three of us, but you'll get to meet him. <laughs> he's done a few um, things. But our honorees this year, is the, the main one that everyone knows about, unless you've been living, you know, under a rock is- Oh, no, different, had to be Fauci. in a different planet by now. Probably. Yes, yes. You'd have to be on a different planet to not know the name of Anthony Fauci, regardless of how you feel about him, you right. know who he is. And he's actually scheduled to be there. So barring any sort of you know, major issues in the world. Um, Dr. Fauci will be present to accept the award. Um, the next person is actually Dr. Carlos Del Rio. So he's a prof professor of medicine and global health and epidemiology at Emory University, which is in Atlanta. Um, he was also one of the investigators of the Moderna vaccine during the trial period. He's done really incredible things in his career at um, kind of his medical career in the Atlanta area, but then also, especially during COVID-19, he's really stepped up and been a real presence, especially in Atlanta, but also um, around the U.S. too. And then um, Dr. Catalin Corico, we, we talked about her pronunciation. We hope that's correct. Um, she actually was one of the heroes of COVID-19 vaccine development. She's a, a Hungarian biochemist who's M. RNA. So you guys have probably heard that word a lot too, mRNA. That's the technology that's been licensed by BioNTech, BioNTech and Moderna to create their COVID-19 vaccines. So she is the creator of that, which is just mind-blowing. Fun fact about her, the Olympics are starting this week. She is the mother of a two-time Olympic gold medalist rower. Wow. So like she created this amazing human being. She's an amazing human being. Um, so that was just like a fun fact that I found when I was researching her. And I thought, wow, I mean, how does a child live into a mom like that and live 
that. She becomes gold medalist twice. (laughs) Pretty impressive. But the biggest kind of the focus that I want all of you to really sit with is um, the fact that we are going to honor the frontline healthcare workers that exist all around the world, not just here in the U.S. There are frontline healthcare workers who have been really the heart of this pandemic. And you you may have felt it if you or someone in your family um, or friends have had COVID-19. There's never been a time where you are more grateful for these frontline healthcare workers who have sacrificed themselves. They have sacrificed their families. They have lived in hotels and you know, taken off all their clothes in the garage for the last almost two years to make sure that they don't spread uh, COVID-19 into their homes. I mean, they have made such huge sacrifices and above all else, and, and I'm sure Dr. Fauci would say the same thing, these are the people that we want to honor at this event. We'll have a number of them there. So you'll be able to shake their hand and thank them for the work that they're doing. But these frontline healthcare workers who day in, day out, are, are really just putting themselves on the line. Um, we want to make sure that we honor them as much as we can. No, it's a great, great list of people, great uh, cause, a great organization. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like it's going to be an incredibly interesting and fun evening as well. So mm-hmm. very happy and honored to be a little bit part of that and, try, and trying to help uh, map in any way we can. We're um, so grateful to you guys. Thank you. No, it's really, it's all all you and we're just a, a minor part of what you guys do, but thank you so much for saying it. And with that, um, what when it comes to the sponsors, is there anything a little bit more detailed that you want to give them to all the uh, people that are listening to us now and maybe some of the organizations or potential sponsors that are, that might be listening to this live stream and that they will probably listen to the, to the uh, podcast once we launch it as a podcast? Absolutely. So we have six levels of sponsorship. They're at all different kind of price points. And the way that we look at sponsorships is really about um, kind of an example of the results. So a diamond sponsorship, you know, they all have the names, diamond (laughs) and gold and silver. Uh, So a diamond sponsorship, which is actually our, our highest level, just to give an example Um, That helps to provide about $10.5 million worth of life-changing medicines and supplies Mm -hmm. in two 40-foot sea containers to treat about 132,000 people. So that's how we quantify things at MAP is just the amount of product that we're able to ship and the number of people that it helps on the ground. So that's you'll see it when you go to our website. Again, that's MAP.org. And if you click on the Bill Fagey Global Health Awards, it'll tell you everything about sponsorships. We also have individual tickets. So if your corporation um, may not be able to sponsor, then certainly you can buy individual tickets to attend. Um, It's just a wonderful way for you guys to come and learn more about MAP, learn more about these amazing honorees that we have, have a really fun night, um, get to meet all kinds of interesting people that are going to be sitting at your table with you who play such a big part of kind of a huge role in the global health community that may be sitting right beside you. So we've had all kinds of fun people attend. I was telling them that in the past we've had Ted Turner and Hank Aaron and um, just really, you know, cool, interesting people come 
that are supporting MAP and supporting the honorees, but also, you know, they could be sitting at the table right. um, beside you. And mm -hmm. that's a fun way to, to have an evening. So I would just encourage all of you to learn more about the actual sponsorship levels. I won't go into it here just because um, this is about more than just, you know, raising money, but certainly that is part of what we do. And so as a reminder, it's just map.org, super easy to find, and you can learn everything you want to know and more about the gala by going there. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yes, I can really think of any other year probably in history where celebrating healthcare workers and healthcare, it's just so oh, right. important and critical and Absolutely. timely. And everyone has actually had a chance to experience it firsthand. Yes. So. So, and as you said, it's not, it's really not about the money. It's money allows you to kind of continue to help people and continue to help children in foreign countries and countries that don't have the privilege that we and some other European countries might have. So it's really all about right. helping others. So I, I mm. definitely second what you've said and I continue to encourage people to go to your website, learn a little bit more about the awards, learn a little bit more about how they can be participating and just support MAP in general as well. Yeah, thank you. But of course, we, we'd it, love that. The evening is about raising funds. Last year, yes. the, you know, you talked about the in incredible increase in need that you guys have had mm -hmm. with the pandemic. So, and of course, nonprofits overall, you guys, you had to restructure last year's event. So there's a lot to rebuild from that as well. And, you know, you've talked so much about the need and all that you guys have been able to do. So, you know, tell us a little bit more about the outcome of this event. What what will be made possible by additional funding that that's created if we can get more sponsors and attendees and um, people on board with supporting your mission? Yeah. So of course we we love sponsors. So thanks for talking about it here. And if anyone has any questions, I think they're gonna somehow get my email address out there. Yep. Uh, but you can find me. You can definitely find me, even if you just go to our website and say that you want to um, communicate with Jody. They'll we'll, we'll put the uh, the website on the email me. and all the contact information here down below. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. So we can talk more about it, but certainly any additional funding that we raise at this event will be used to sponsor shipments. So those can be large container shipments of PPE. We have a lot of PPE actually right now uh, with the the pandemic, at least here in the U.S., being more under control due to vaccination of certain people. We we uh, have more PPE available. And so we want to have additional funding to help get that PPE out to the people that need it. So while we get it donated, so it's technically free, getting mm -hmm. the places that we need to get it to is not free. There's obviously a lot of cost involved in that. So we will make sure that every dollar that comes in helps to take medicines, health supplies, PPE to countries around the world that are in dire need of it. Um, we're even doing things right now like providing syringes, uh, vaccine syringes, so that when vaccines do arrive, we've had some instances that we know in the know of in the developing world where they do have some vaccine, but they don't have a way to administer it. So imagine that, like you have a vaccine, but you have no syringe or needle to be able to get to the vaccine into people's bodies. And so we are providing needles and syringes, gloves, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I am vaccinated. And when I was vaccinated and my children are vaccinated, um, just the amount of gloves that you watch people, <laughs> you know, they put on a pair, they take off a pair, the next person put on another pair, take off a pair. So right. there's a lot of 
uh, gloves that are needed. That's probably right now one of the highest needed items in addition to masks and gowns and things like that that are still needed, but almost solely we're in dire need of, of gloves. So we're pre-positioning pre those, pre-preparing to get as many PPEs as well as things like vaccines or uh, needles and syringes into the countries to support the vaccine efforts. We're not distributing vaccines. No nonprofit right now is doing that, that I'm aware of, but maybe eventually that will happen where we'll have some vaccines here in the US that we can distribute into the developing world. And we'll be able to start getting more and more people vaccinated, which as we can, we can see from talking about smallpox earlier and the eradication of smallpox, that would have never happened without a vaccine. And so right. we are huge advocates for vaccines and most healthcare workers are, but we wanna make sure that regardless of people's philosophy around vaccines, that people that want them have the opportunity to get them and are not being kept from being vaccinated from something as simple as a syringe and needle. Mm -hmm. So we're working well on that you know, every, every day and the funding from that event will go toward MAPS work around the world providing medicines and health supplies. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you once again, Jody. I mean, we could continue to thank talk for guys. at least a couple more hours. It's been <laughs> super interesting and exciting. Yeah. And it was a pleasure meeting you and talking to you. And, and as said before, like what you are doing is incredibly important. What you and your team at MAP are doing is amazing. So please congratulate everyone. And, yeah. and we look up to you guys. We're trying to follow your footsteps and oh. be hopefully as good of a, world uh, i guess global citizens as you guys are and uh jose uh also <laughs> says jody i wish oh. each company has an amazing ambassador like you and i could not agree jose, more <laughs> this was you great are touching me it is touching <laughs> me thank you so much and thank you guys for just allowing us to talk about what map does and the work that we do and also just about this event. We're so grateful to you guys for hosting us and thanks for the work that you're doing i mean we can't a lot of you guys are in supply chain. What we do could never happen if we couldn't get it to the places that we need to get it to. And we know supply chain is an entire process. It's not just, you know, a truck going out the door. And right. you guys do exceptional work, all of you, in, you know, your your work matters greatly to people around the world. So thank you for what you're doing. And thanks for just allowing us the platform to talk a little bit more about what we do. We, we deeply appreciate it. Thanks for all the sweet words, guys. You guys are the best. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so all much. This was a great conversation yeah. and it was a great, uh, great fun. And we'll definitely uh, reach out to you in the future and see how MAP is doing. So thank you so much. For September. Excited yes. for September 23rd. See you guys right? there. Yes. Yes. That is the, that's, that's when September 23rd, go 23rd. to map.org to yes. find out a little bit more about the event and also about your organization and continue helping as many people as you possibly can. We will actually include all those details, contact information and links on uh, when we post this uh, episode as well. And I'm sure that we're going to bring you. them up at some point in little uh, letters uh, underneath the screens as well. So thank you, uh, Jody. Have a great rest thank of the you. week and have a, have, have a good, have a good day. Thanks, Thanks everyone. You too. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Well, Christy, that was great. Uh, we had an amazing conversation uh, with Jody and Map and this gala that's coming up sounds incredible.
Yeah, I yeah, I was excited before we talked to Jody, but now right. I'm like counting down the days that we get to hang out in person and hopefully some of the people who watched us will be here. Um, we'll get to meet them in person as well. But I mean, there were so many questions and obviously everyone was completely engaged with everything that MAP is doing and they are an incredible organization. So please go check them out if you hadn't heard of them before. But it was, yeah, I'm completely inspired for the rest of my day. Same here, same here again, Enrique and Christy with another episode of Logistics with Purpose. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining us today. And if you enjoyed conversations like the, the one we had, please continue to follow us. You can go to Supply Chain Now and um, sign up and follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on our website, follow us on all the different platforms that you get your podcasts from. So once again, Enrique here, thank you so much. Have a good evening and uh, talk to you soon. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Thank you.